Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com. Now this issue honors entrepreneurs and companies which have worked hard not just to make profits but also they are known for their philanthropic efforts. That is the Forbes India Philanthropy Awards are here it's the second year running and joining me to talk about it are contributing editor Meetu Jayashankar and director online and events Deepak Ajwani. Hi both of you. Nice to have you here. Hello. Hi Abhishek. Good to be back. Thank you. And a little digging in the dictionary tells me that the word philanthropy uh, literally means love for humanity. Now, it's a very wide definition and we've seen it in the papers. What is your definition of philanthropy that is Forbes India in context of capitalism? So, Vishak, I think it is as you rightly said, it is really the oldest definition of philanthropy is the Greek word philanthropos, which means the love for humanity. While we didn't sort of go by that definition alone, but I think it inspires a lot of how we've come to define philanthropy and based on that the Forbes India Philanthropy Award. So it's really the giving of not just money. Uh, money money is a very, very valuable resource and we really sort of respect people who've set aside a large part of their wealth or earnings to do good. But it's also the giving of ideas. It's actually the giving of time. It's enabling difficult problems or difficult projects to get going. It's connecting people. It's using your networks to build some of these uh, solutions. It could also be the giving at the smallest unit, which is the giving an employee volunteering to work, say, two hours in a week. So it spans a multiple kinds of giving. And if you see the 10 categories that we have, it reflects that. So it reflects people who sacrifice their careers to go work in the social sector. It reflects people who large families who give, you know, portions of their wealth. It reflects individuals. It reflects corporate foundations. That's the diversity that we wanted to capture. Right. You mentioned how every company might do it a little differently with the final goal being to do good. It must be a little bit tough on your part, right, to be restricting the awards to X many people every year, given that there must be a bigger lot to choose from. Deepak, if you could take this, how do you arrive at a list uh, which is reasonably competitive in terms of even giving wealth. True. For this, when we did it first time last year, we had a very valuable partner to help us identify relevant people when it comes to individual philanthropists as well as corporate foundations as well as the Good Samaritan Award that we have instituted. And that partner was Give India. Give India has been around for many, many years, taking this entire cause of philanthropy across various organizations as well as individuals. And here, individuals, I mean high net worth individuals who have the wish and the desire to give, but do not know where and whom and how. And that's what the competence Give India brings along. And we partnered with Give India for exactly that purpose, to understand and arrive at the best candidates that could be there. On your question, is it a very, very long list? To be honest, I'd say the culture of philanthropy has just about begun in this country with uh, economic liberalization, and now we have many, many rich individuals who are now looking at various institutions from Rockefellers to now Bill Gates. All of those wealthy individuals championing the cause of philanthropy, that culture, that habit, that attitude is just about coming to India. So the list that we have arrived at is, it's not too big a list to, you know, shortlist from, but still we are very lucky that there are enough individuals as well as corporates who are now thinking very seriously about philanthropy as well as the cause of giving. That's interesting. You talk about culture. Now, is it that Indian businessmen as a tribe, they are a little reluctant to give away their wealth? For instance, when in 2010, you must have read about how Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, they called for help from 100 entrepreneurs or 100 billionaires to pledge half their fortunes 
and folks like Mark Zuckerberg, they contributed or they chipped in. And among Indians, we just have one Mr. Azim Premji who said he would do it. When it comes to giving wealth, is it that, like you mentioned, we are just starting off, but are we reluctant in a way? I would say it's not entirely, it's not that India has never had it. So if you've had organizations like the Tatas and the Godrej, which have revolved around philanthropy as the core central theme of their organization or the purpose of their organization's existence. But what Warren Buffet and the Gates have brought to the fore is that you give and also you tell the world and inspire the world to give. And that's what has happened in, lately, at least now. And India has taken a very big step in institutionalizing the purpose of giving or contributing back to the society with the latest companies bill that has been passed, which mandates now companies 2% of their net profit to be spent in good causes. So some bit of legal policy has now come in place, but the culture of giving has been there. It's just about talking about it, being known about it, is also now coming up. But at the individual level, yes, what Azim Premji has done now or what Warren Buffet and Bill Gates might expect from Mukesh Amani, right. these <laughs> things are something that we see now lately. Right. We had recently the Rich List special where one article was on Mr. Shiv Nadar, who is a billionaire and he wants to be known now on, on how well he contributes to philanthropy. Mithu, can you briefly talk about a few examples that you particularly came across that deserve a mention? Sure. What strikes me as interesting in this list, if you look at the nominees or the winners, is that there are three couples, uh, husband and wife teams that were nominated, and Rohini and Nandan, Swati and Ajay Piramal, and this Ramesh and uh, Swati Ramanathan. So, and the fact that Anuaga is, is also uh, one of the winners. So I'm particularly struck by the fact that unlike the business world or, or any other domain where Women are not seen in such large numbers. In these lists, we find that women are already present in equal numbers. And to me, that's really encouraging. And the fact that when couples or families as a whole think about giving, I think the giving is that much richer. And I remember last year when we did the story on Mr. Premji, and he highlighted this point that if the family is aligned with this goal and without the family's backing, this just doesn't get done. So... That's a very, very strong indicator. And if you see in the way that they are doing it, some of their projects, the husband and wife giving, some of it overlaps, some of it is different. It, it sort of reflects from their interests. It just shows you that there are various models. And the biggest example of that, of course, is Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And, and if you read any story that on Bill Gates' philanthropy, and he always credits his wife for giving him the inspiration or his mother for giving him the inspiration to give. So from a personal standpoint, I, th I thought, that was very interesting. The other, I particularly like the Narayan Hirdale example because if you read the, the story, Dr. Devi Shetty's story, and he is so strongly saying that, you know, it's the for-profit model. So he's not doing charity. He's actually building a business for profit. But the whole goal of the business is to drive down the cost of surgeries. And, and by that, it became, makes it more far more inclusive. So I think that's a fantastic way of tackling the problem. Right, I think nicely summarized. Deepak, do you have to add anything to it? A couple of awards that this year also are going, like Mitu said, there are couples who have done that together and then there are companies who have done that together and there are families. So there is a Distinguished Family of the Year Award, which is this year, uh, it's given to Bajaj family. Giving as a culture actually earlier used to be in the corporate families. A lot of these families, uh, like last year, M.B. Subaya was one of the recipients, Families who are rich or family who belong to the industrial era of India and they have massive industries now, they are very, very concerned as to how does this legacy go and further continue. So Subaya has instituted a mechanism wherein the entire family has and understands this ethos and so is Azim Premji very clearly working towards it 
and Bajaj family was the recipient of this award. All these families are instituting this as part of their culture and part of their principles. And what uh, Mitu also referred to as Narayana Health is again a very interesting concept of, till now we've always thought that giving means giving something that I own and something that I have and which is mine. Wherein Narayana Health model is a completely different model wherein there is a sense of giving and giving back to the society, but not necessarily from writing a check or just my time. It's my entire vocation which is there for the cause of giving. It's a for-profit model, so I will make money, and but make money not necessarily to make a lot of wealth and have riches all around me, but make money so that this entire the health cause, of uh, you know, which is such a dire need in India, continues and perpetually continues. It doesn't stop with an individual, but you, you know, start an institution which carries on further. So you see different models of doing good, and that's what the cover line of this issue is, the power of good, which is a set of individuals and industries, corporates, as well as companies and NRIs. And one of the recipients this year is Ramesh Vadwani. So we've tried to identify people, industries, companies, and individuals, even abroad, who've carried this tradition of giving and want to do good to the society and humanity. Right, so the list is not restricted to those only who give X percent of their profits to charity. One example that I read from your list is, Mithu, you mentioned a little bit about Rohini Nilekani, where she's an angel investor, and which is an interesting model because you can then invest in multiple projects and let people who know how to run the show, you know, run with it. Yes, so if you talk to her and over the years, if you hear her story and the way she describes it, I think it's interesting. First of all, it isn't just one way of doing it. So if, if you compare it with how the Azim Premji Foundation is doing, for example, I mean, they're very, very clear, very, very focused. They've picked education in that rural. Theirs is like a laser sharp focus on one domain at a time. Rohini's approach has been different. I mean, and she, as she says, she backs ideas, she backs people, and she's saying, look, and let's look at a bigger set of problems. For example, if you look at the McKinsey, latest McKinsey report, a lot of the money in philanthropy usually ends up going into few sectors. In education, I think, garners the lion's share of it. But, you know, she's saying, look, there are other problems that need to be addressed. Citizens' participation in democracy, water, whether it's the media. She's not putting benchmarks. You know, the typical investment model is that what is the return on investment, right? And in this case, here the cause is giving, but for some ideas, very selectively at least, some ideas, she's saying, I'm not even going to put benchmarks of what is, what are the results achieved. Because she says, I know that these things take a long, long time to come to fruition. And it's like long-term capital investment. So I'm ready to fund these ideas and take that bet, a risky bet if it's required, to see whether this goes further. So she's planting many seeds. Yes, some may come to fruition, some may really fructify well, but some won't. And she's happy to take those bets. It's, it's risk capital investment at one level, but she's ready to do that. And one thing that, you know, I'd like to clarify, there is this misconception or understanding that a lot of money that Rohini gives is actually Nandan's money or their share. That's not the case, at least when we met her and we came to know. She told us clearly that when Infosys was starting, she was the one who took out some amount of money from her savings because she was working, put that money in the investment for Infosys. So it's her personal money that she's taking and giving. Yes, the husband also gives, and sometimes some projects they both together give, but a lot of money that she gives, the majority of which she claims, is her personal money, that lucky investment that she made in Infosys, which has reaped 
multiple results i mean you know yield for her now oh oh many many years yes indeed this is the second year running how was this this time around the second year you've been doing forbes india leadership awards there is a rich list that has been around for a while but this one in the second year what are some of the learnings for me personally i think these projects are immensely satisfying when you spend a lot of time doing corporate you know reporting or or business journalism sometimes you tend to get very disappointed or very cynical about things because It, it feels as if the world only wants to make money or get ahead at any cost, and then you find these projects and you see these people, and then you share their stories, and you know you sit back and you reflect and you say, the world is not such a bad place after all. I mean, there are people who sure they are very competitive when it comes to their business, but they are also very generous when it comes to solving some of the other issues that don't concern them necessarily. So that's the personal part. The learnings, I think, both times around was that. this is very very difficult to do you know how do you gauge who's giving is bigger than than the other person and as far as possible we don't try and look at only at the quantum money given but we also look at the impact and studying the impact and measuring that is very difficult so so often when the race narrows and when the names are it's difficult for the jury to pick names you have to sometimes take qualitative calls over quantitative calls also the biggest challenge i think in this space is is the lack of data there is very very little information available on how much people give either they want to do it quietly or this is not measured that much but I think as we go along year on year our understanding of that will improve because mentioned we have a very good partner in India but no list is perfect because these are as like I said value judgments and there is a lot of human calls that one has to take and I hope that the team will go on refining these lists and the short lists and the spend more and more time researching the names the more effort we put the more the jury that we choose they help us a lot because they come from that area they know a lot of people many times decision taken by the jury or sometimes information coming from given here helps us identify the absolutely correct people or companies to you know work on this an interesting story and one of the winners is amit chandra which i recommend my our readers to read the story of here is a person both husband and wife together have decided He's MD of uh, Bain Capital, and they've decided that they're gonna give away 75% of their annual income every year, almost 75%, if I was to understand correct. And that's a huge commitment. But it's an interesting story of how this man has arrived after many years at this conclusion that this is the right thing for him to do. And he's been a closet philanthropist at one level, but this is the first time that he's come out in the open and said. that this is what i'm going to do or agreed to be interviewed and you know be featured in forbes india because now he realizes the purpose of talking out and sharing his ideas and sharing this with others because he wants others to inspire from all these stories he refers to a book that he once read which inspired him to first look at the entire issue of philanthropy and giving and he's come out in the open and now shared with every us the interesting story of how and why he decided so Uh, which is what i'd ever recommend everyone to read yes and the issue hits the stand uh, in in just about a day and you can you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com go pick the latest issue up and on that note thanks a lot meetu and deepak for your time thanks really thank you appreciate it and all you listeners you can get this on itunes just type in forbes india on the top right corner of the itunes window and uh, to have someone call you for a forbes subscription just message forbes to 51818 Thank you.